Hi, it's Paul Antonelli here with another episode of the Ideal Business Podcast. I'm here to help you with the information, tips, and processes around how to create, transform, or build your ideal business. Uh, in one of the previous episodes, I talked about need and want interviews. It's worth checking that out. That'll make more sense if you if you haven't heard that episode or haven't listened to that episode yet. Maybe go back and do that because that uh, will sort of feed into what I'm about to talk. To about now. Uh, this episode is all about how do you use data that you've collected from need and want interviews? How do you use it? What do you do with it? And why is it important? Um, so understanding a little bit about how you're going to use that data will help you uh, shape up the questions and, um, and, and actually the sort of, not only the sort of questions, but how you collect that information and who you target. Um, so there's a few different ways of using that data and a lot of it will depend on what you're trying to achieve. So I might, I might break it down into the different types or the situation you might be in when you're looking at creating a um, need and want interview. So the first one is that you might have a new business idea of got a, for a product or a service and you, you want to go to market or you've, you've, Developed it to a certain point and you want to see and make sure that uh, there is a demand for it if you haven't gone through and done any of that sort of market research. So once you've done the need and want interviews, how do you use that data? Well, the first thing that data tells you is, is there a need and is there a want for what it is that you want to put into the market, be it a product or service? So looking at the information. So if you've asked the right questions, you should be able to tell if there's a need or a want. Is there a gap? You know, is there a, is, does it offer a solution? So that's at the highest level, what you want to be able to understand from the uh, the data that you collected. The second thing is that um, the the nature of the product or service, so if it's a product, what features, what benefits does it provide, uh, what issues does it deal with, um, The if it's a service, how you go about delivering it, what is it within the service that you're intending to include, um, does that deal with what you've learned from the data that you've collected from the marketplace. So you might go back and look at the product, you might go back and look at the service, um, and you might adjust it a little bit, you know, and say, well, you know, we could this it appears that there's an opportunity here. Because you're looking for opportunities, you're looking to determine how you can really uh, resolve uh, any issues that might exist in the marketplace. So have a really good look at the data and see if there's ways of improving um your product and service, uh, and and so that it you know of course you know it will reduce the risk and increase uptake from the marketplace. The third thing that you will learn from it and the data that shares you, particularly with the free fields and the communication, is the language to use. One of the most important things when you're looking at a new product or service and you're looking at getting into the marketplace is to in to to show your potential clients that you really understand where they're at. And one of a, an effective way of doing that is by using language that they relate to. And so the language that's been used within the information they've sent to you, you can actually, you know, particularly if they've made statements about something, um, actual words that keep reoccurring, it's quite common, um, and we, we've seen this over and over again, then that, that is what you would consider utilising that in your copy uh, and in your ads. And so, for example, when you go to Marketplace, think about how you can use some of that information in your ads. 
Think about how you can use it in your headlines and in your uh, copy on your landing pages. Uh, how you, if you, if you're then introducing some nurturing emails when people inquire, how do you communicate that to them using the language that you've uh, that you've gotten back from the data? So that's one way to use it if you're looking at. And so this is an example of if you're looking at um, potentially starting new business. The other way that you can use the need and want data is we've, you know, just want to talk about the idea of an avatar, a client avatar. Um, and this is, and, and you may be familiar with this or not. What happens is when you, when we have a product or service, we think everyone's a potential client, which is simply not true. And if we try to drive our marketing to everyone in the sense that what we mean by that is we, you know, share it with everyone, we target the market, the broad market, then we tend to waste a lot of, um, Add money, spend money on that process. So avatars are really important. This helps you define as clearly as possible who you believe your ideal target market is. And you're looking for your ideal avatar. You might not just have one. You might have one or two or three. And typically for any business, you'd look at targeting the one that you believe is the best uh, avatar to go for initially because that's they're going to really resonate with what you do or your product and service offers and so that's the other thing that you want to look at understanding is who is the person that's responded if someone takes the time to respond to a need and want process engages with you you know completes a survey there's obviously a reason for that and you want to make sure that in your data collection you have some information about them I tend to ask, I don't, I don't like anonymous surveys or when I collect data, I ask them their details and any other information that I think is important so I can understand um, who they are. And then th there may be an opportunity of, you might find that if you've had 100 responses or you've done 30 or 40 of these need and wants, you might be able to start to see some groups and different types of avatar that will be useful um, for you to consider how you target them and how you can sort of uh, and which ones are relevant? Uh, and I can give you an example. When we uh, when we looked at uh, for one of my businesses, ResiCert, we sell inspections. We identified that initially we used to just target the market, and then we, after having engaged with so many people, inquiries we've had over well over ten thousand inquiries over the decade that we've been uh, running the business. Um, we we've sort of worked out that. There's different types of people, uh, and the way we communicate with them, engage with them, is different because they they're, they're at a different stage of awareness and they have a different understanding and a different motivation. So an example would be we are we find out through the process of engagement, like are they someone who's looking to specifically go into a property inspection business? That's an important question for us to ask and for us to understand. So if they are someone and we identify them, then the way we engage with them, the communications we have, the emails and the nurturing sequence is different, if that makes sense. So they do get a different set of emails and a different set of communication. They're already at the point where they're not trying to decide should they go into business or what should I buy a franchise, should I do this, should I do that. They've already, they're highly, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're at a decision point of, just working out what is the best way to go into that business, if that makes sense. And then you might have at the other end someone who's um, maybe inquired and they might be an employee who just wants to – is starting to think about going in their own business and they haven't been in business before. So you can see that the communications that we would need um, 
for those type of people would be very different. And they are different avatars and we do engage with these people differently. So I'd really encourage you to think that through uh, when you do put together your need and wants, you want to look at making sure that you can get some information about the person completing it because there's a dual uh, purpose. Now, we've used this very effectively when we work with businesses. One of the things we do is help businesses who, uh, through Invisbiz, help businesses who are looking to franchise. And one of the things that we do is we go out to the market through a survey structure and uh, collect data from potential people who might be interested in that franchise. We've done it with a number of clients and it, you know, we've collected anywhere from I think it's been about 120 to 160 sort of surveys, completed surveys, and it's been very informative for us to look at the offer, look at the problems in the marketplace, will the franchise provide some solutions and the way that we framed it up and the motivations, is it right? And when we go to market, um, are we going to be able to communicate that effectively? So that's another form of need and want interviews is actually going out in a survey frame, framework. So you can do need and wants by going and sitting down with clients or potential clients, but you can also do it through a survey structure, which is very, very powerful uh, because it's you can put it in through social networks, through LinkedIn, through people that you know, through groups, Facebook groups, and you can get some... Uh, and people that are people that tend to complete these surveys are people that are genuinely interested uh, in sharing information or have something to something to tell you. Once again, you're going direct to client. So that's that's one area um, which relates to a new product or service. But that avatar approach that I've just described also applies to an existing business. If you've been in business and you haven't gone through the process of trying to identify who your ideal client is or your avatar is, and it's a really good way to do that. So then if you move into the second, you might be in another situation where you're in business, you've been in business for three or four years or five years or 10 years, and you're looking at new opportunities, you want to look at what you can do better, you want to understand um, what what a, understand better the needs of your clients. And and it, when I talk to uh, business owners that I work with, they when I sort of talk about this approach, I say, oh, no, no, I know exactly what my clients need. I know what they want. I've been in business for ages. Um, I said, yeah, look, it may be the case, but it's not it's not quite the same thing. You're not your client. Um, and one of the ways to keep your business fresh and to stay unique and have an offering that's not like anyone else is to constantly understand what your market is all about. This is really important. And so there's an opportunity if you've been in business to – now, you may be considering launching a new product or a service changing a product or a service, moving into a different area. Uh, anything that you might consider which will be a change is an opportunity to collect data, need and want. Then when you get that data, how do you use it? So the way you can use it is it, it firstly, you know, if you what change are you going to introduce? Is it something that once again is needed? Uh, is it, you know, is there going to be an uptake? Is it something that you believe is needed or your marketplace or your clients? And you could be using uh, you're collecting data from existing clients, people that inquired or you sent proposals to that never engaged with you, or past clients, you know, it doesn't matter. The more data you can collect, uh, the more useful it is. And so it can help you shape your direction, your strategy in your business, and how to go about um, tar- you know, targeting 
the right people who can you can provide a solution to, which is important. And of course, as I as I talked previously about avatars, it can help you shape up your avatars as well. As it's exactly the same, you might if you haven't done that exercise in your business, then you can learn a little bit about your ideal clients, as much information as you have about them, and then in your marketing, you might then review your marketing, your ads, your campaigns, uh, how you respond to people, your emails, and is it in sync and is it relevant to what information you collected, the comments that people were making, the pain points that they had, all that type of stuff. So it's really useful to um, – and once again, if you're if you're in that situation where you are a business and you're wanting to explore opportunities to grow, expand, change a product, change a service, then make sure that you frame up the questions accordingly in your need and want interview because then that'll make sure that you get the data that you want and the data that you need at the end of the process. So hopefully uh, this has been useful. Uh, I, you know, Obviously, you can work out that I love need and wants. Um, I've built many businesses just on this one, on, on this simple concept, uh, and then have implemented this as a success strategy, a key successful action, we call it in businesses, because it just works beautifully. And even though it just makes a lot of sense, there's still not many people, not many businesses that actually do this. Uh, They just don't do it. And so it actually, simply by doing this sort of activity in a genuine way, you will actually distinguish yourself in the marketplace. just happens. So you will be different. So hopefully that was useful. Um, I love sharing some information about that. Uh, Hopefully you can can better understand the data that you collect and how you apply it to your business. Thanks for listening and look forward to catching you up again at the next, another episode. Uh, ciao for now.